Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. Hey, what is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast, the internet's best resource for getting ahead as a student or a professional, but a terrible resource for figuring out how to eliminate all the latency in your Zoom calls so you can actually do a podcast without speaking over each other and it being a complete dumpster fire. That's Hi, Martin. true. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> 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 Apparently, the people at uh, Comcast don't know how to do that either. It's I don't tough. think it's a Zoom problem. I think T-U-F-F. it's something else. F-F. It's, it's rough? Is that what it's, you said? It's, no, it's T-U-F-F. It's tough. Oh, it's tough. Like Tough Shed? Yeah, it's like that. Like that building that I drive by sometimes in Denver? I don't know what buildings you drive like, I don't follow you in the car. <laughs> well, maybe you should. Sometimes I go to interesting places. All right. Like like past the tough shed building. Yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> Martin, how uh how stir crazy are you going? Well, I uh can't seem to go to bed at a normal time and everything is one and I don't remember what the outside is. I <laughs> I go I mean, one. I go I go for a little bit of a walk, but it's still really weird to like cross the street a thousand years ahead of everybody like I'm it's so weird. It feels really unfriendly. Yeah, and, and it's very weird. Like avoiding people, and then like, you're I'm like, "Sorry, oh, Grandma, are you gonna are you gonna mug me? I'm gonna cross the street." It feels really <laughs> weird. I'm not avoiding you because I don't like you. It's just because you know. Yeah, yeah. except you. You have to. Except you over there. I don't like <laughs> except you. Except for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and now everyone's wearing masks outside, so it really feels like the apocalypse. oh oh yeah. When, when we went to the store, uh, it looks like. There are a bunch of like old people, gangsters, and bandanas. It's, it's like <laughs> it's great. It so, is. It, it's very surreal. I've who knew that fashion would be happening? Like I didn't know. Well, it's certainly fashion. Who knows? Maybe when this is all over, we're just gonna wear masks. We're just gonna be like, you know, that mask was pretty comfy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna be like Mad Max. Everyone's just gonna have like a mask. Sometimes. Yeah. Something like that. Or spray paint their mouth with silver spray paint. That seems like it has me. side effects. That's fine. We'll get non-toxic spray paint. Look, if they can make non-toxic crayons that are basically food, then PSA, they're not food. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're trying <laughs> they to They can make non-toxic <laughs> silver spray I'm sure the spray paint they used in the movie is probably non-toxic unless they just... Like, Depending on when they made it. it in. Uh yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure they found some way I don't know maybe it's like metallic food coloring yeah, or something I, mean, I hope so in aerosol form it's probably I'm just sure lead it's, fine. it's oh yeah it's it's everything's fine on a certain time scale yeah you just gotta adjust your perspective you know on like a nanosecond time scale almost everything is fine to do yeah it doesn't matter and on a billion year time scale everything is not fine to do. So who are we to say that the time scale that we assume is the right time scale? Anyway, uh, this week on the show, we're going to talk about how to do good for your community during these troubling times. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I had several definitions of the word community. Well, one, I'm not a sure. hit sitcom that I enjoyed. With, with six seasons in a movie? Yeah, have we gotten the movie? We yet? did not get the movie yet. I'm hoping for it. Um, Hopefully, it comes out. Yeah, but yeah, there there are a few things. I mean, yeah. I, when I started thinking of this idea, I was definitely thinking local community, kind of like the um, local community version of our big list of ways to be eco friendly. That's the way I started mm. when I approached this, particularly because it's like, well, because we got this going on, so a lot of communities are going to be hurt or hurting. And it's a presidential election year, so a lot of people are thinking, how can I do good? How can I bring about change? To which I greatly believe that 
the biggest change happens on a smaller scale first. It's the easiest way to do it. And then you work your way up. So mm -hmm. like doing good on a local level will is your greatest ability to do good. And I think that'll give a lot of people accomplishment, purpose, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good episode for people who feel stuck, feel kind of trapped at home, feel like there's nothing for them to do right now because there are, are in fact things you can do to help out um anna's mom has been sewing masks oh yeah for people yeah nice and i mean like it, you know it sucks because like obviously a homemade mask isn't going to do nearly as much as a you know proper medical mask but uh yeah we're still being given the directive that it's like now a good idea to have one if you go out it's, so it's, it's like it's better nice than that she's making it won't protect you, know, you but it's better duct taping than taping a sock over your face or something. It's better than like sneezing all over everything in public because yeah. you don't know that you're not asymptomatically infected. You know, I don't know that I'm not. It, so it just makes more sense to be somewhat cautious anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the last episode, we had touched a little bit on how I've been keeping track of my social interactions to maintain friends, which is like my chosen community, which uh, is also something we could try to exactly. maintain and keep happier during these times. I made a list of communities, not including Britta and Pierce and uh, Shirley and all those. Um, there's your family. Weird first and choices. And then you have your, your friends. <laughs> those are good first choices. <laughs> they're, they're like weird first choices. I mean, they're, they're fine, but I wouldn't have... I feel like Britta, Britta's like super main, but I digress. It's just like you listed... You didn't even list okay. Jeff, who's like the leader of the group and for all intents so, and purposes. So this is, I, I was going weird. through the other characters in my head and I was like, all right, there's Troy and Abed and then there's Annie. Who's the main guy? Oh, okay. And I, I've watched okay. a good yeah, amount of community. I just like, brain farted on the main guy's name. It just, yeah. it just felt like you were like, I'm going to list the characters in Rick and Morty. And then you just went on all, all the other family members and you left out like. Well, yeah, there's Beth. There's uh, yeah, What's Summer. that show with Beth there's, and Summer? Um, and uh, uh, there's the. There's the principal. It's real good. The math. There's the math teacher. I blank. That guy who's else. the guy who's just walking here. Uh, there's um, yeah, just walking here guy. Very uh, and then of course the main character, the Garblovians. Yeah, that's it's basically what it felt like. Signature uh, trademark Garb Glarb Glarb, which is just the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my, my communities I listed out: uh, family, you get your friends, you have your work community, uh, local community, and then the global community. So I thought we could kind of try to address each one of these communities. Yep. Though I think like my suggestion for family and friends is going to be sort of um, kind of similar. So maybe we could lump them into one category. Uh, and the main thing there, you know, besides like checking in with family, especially to see if there's any like actual help that's needed uh, is just staying in contact. And, I want to start here because last time we did an episode, we had talked about this system you have for making sure you stay in contact with friends and family on a regular basis. And I want to dig into that because I'm curious. So yeah. uh, what's your system? Your third Martin system that we're talking about this I year. I do a lot of systems. That's what I do. I <laughs> systematize. Um, so no, originally this idea had come from that um, billion year old Trello idea. But I found that mm. too slow for me. And it's a, it's on an old podcast episode, I'm pretty sure, if anybody wants can to you, read about Can you recap that. it for us? Um, yeah, and the Trello thing, so you get like, it's the Kanban system. You got lists next to each other horizontally. There was a list for each month, and you'd have a little card in each list, like January for, for mom. And then you, when you talk to her in February, you drag her right over to February. That way you would know uh, when you would talk to somebody last, roughly. But yeah, at least I, the last month you talked to them in. Yeah, yeah. But I, I ended up finding that too cumbersome, uh, especially if I was just like, if I just had a phone on me, I didn't want to drag things over to lists and do all that. I wanted something quicker. So I have this system now, which is an adaptation of a middle system that I had done through iCloud Notes. Um, I'm doing this in Bear the writing app it's on mm -hmm. Mac and iOS. It could be done in a lot of note taking apps. The main important feature is that your notes 
in any given group can be viewed so that the most recently edited is at the top. That's the ah. the main thing. So I, I go over here into bear or anything else, and I've got a tag called social in which I have something like 35 names right now. Although to be fair, a couple of those are groups. Like I group my grandparents together. I don't call them separately one after the other. And then I feel like they would just be confused at me for doing that. Um, <laughs> so I've got like a bunch of whole bunch of people in here. The card just has their name or the note, I guess in each name, I've got a little heading for March, 2020 and now April, 2020 under that heading. I, every, every day I interact with them. It doesn't matter which day it could, doesn't matter if they're consecutive, every separate date on which I interact with them. I put a plus sign under the month and I've got so the month tally for the month. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got okay. the months sort of reversed. So it's March is on the bottom. April's on the top. So the most recent month is the one I see at the top to edit it easier. So I can see here because of the plus signs. And this is the part I wanted to add from the Trello system. In addition to just making it easier to edit, I can now tell, oh man, I've been talking to these certain people basically every single day since Animal Crossing came out. That's a big pattern that I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, some people I don't talk to as much. It's it's useful for me to know, like, hey, so I've been talking to these people every single day, but this person, it looks like I've spoken to them somewhat recently, but actually it was just like once last month. So it's I'm not really keeping that in touch with them, and I would like to be more. So as it stands, I have eight people that I spoke to yesterday, like another 15 that I had spoken to within a day or two of that. And all of the list, the very oldest item is two weeks. So I think this is helping me do a much better job than usual. Yeah. that That's actually a pretty great system. Because yeah. I'm sure there are people that have just sort of fallen through the cracks. Like you just, you know, you, do, you don't think about how long it's been since you talked to, yeah, I don't know, like your aunt or just, you know, a friend that you probably saw um, more regularly when you weren't at home all the time, just because maybe you had like interactions at the gym or you're at work together and now you just, you don't see them. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't want to take a lot more through. Yeah. It takes a lot more intentionality now to interact with people. Like Especially... Like imagine if you if you feel like well time is passing weirdly it feels weird, but if you're so used to that person you feel like it's been just, since just yesterday you may not even realize you haven't talked to them for a month because you're just like I just hung out with them what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know if you saw the meme that's been going around of like the '60s Spider Man and there's seven different people dressed as Spider Man all pointing at each other and they have the days of the week on them. <laughs> every day is now the same <laughs> yeah it really does feel like that um to, to create some separation i've been like having to be a little bit more serious and I, I feel like i only started this this past weekend but i've been more serious about the weekend days being weekend days and not doing at least not doing cig related work on those days you know i, I still like go around the house doing DIY stuff. Cause that's just what I typically do. But, uh, I tried really hard to not work over the past weekend. That did help the separation a little bit. Yeah. That's something that I'm going to be trying to do. I'm, I'm actually going to be spending some time today setting up a new schedule just because I used to have like a morning routine that functioned and then it got all messed up and I keep going to bed mm. at one and I'm dying, but I need to know when I'm done working, because I don't yeah. get to put, usually I'd be like, okay, so now I'll just, I'll go over to this. We'll go to the bookstore. That's my in-between. But there's no mm -hmm. that. I no. think one of the biggest things right now is get your mornings right. Because they kind of set the tone for the day. Uh, and if there's, if there's one thing I've been doing well during this whole lockdown, it's been the morning routines. Haven't been doing everything well, but it's been pretty, pretty decent on that front. Uh, so other than just like 
contact and tracking your interactions, making sure that you're having interactions with people in your life. And what else can we do to help out family and friends specifically? Okay. So, um, actually, and this could be tied into the system as well. Since it's notes, you could write down if there is anything you need to keep track of. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I've been paying attention to how some people are doing. I don't want to get into anybody's weird private details, but like emotionally, if I know that they're going through something difficult right now, I, I also know that they're largely isolated and going through something difficult right now. So I, I want to reach out a little more often than maybe I normally would. And Mm -hmm. I'm checking with my family. I've been checking like, Hey, how's, how's food supply over there? How are, how are these kind of things? And I'm sort of trying to cut back my own spending just so I have a little tiny safety net for helping if something happens with somebody. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is um, not just reaching out, but being willing to ask how people are doing, asking if there's any issues. And even if you're not in a position to financially help or, or help in some sort of tangible way, at least being there to to talk and empathize. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know this is like a, a thing that guys have a problem with, especially is like asking each other, how, how are you doing? How are you actually feeling Right now, we have this pressure to sort of bottle it up. So maybe, you know, just reaching yeah, out and very, asking very how familiar. people are doing. And, mm-hmm. and that has good effects. I mean, just just the other day, like I had texted somebody within within like a week before and they had told me, man, here's all this ridiculous stuff that is happening. It's no good. And you know, like a few days later, I was just like, hey, how are you holding up? And they were, they actually pointed out, I actually really appreciate that you just checked. And it's like, I know what it's like to feel like everything's going wrong and you're trapped or you're powerless. And now we're extra trapped. We're literally extra trapped by forces that I don't get to choose. This is my emotions can't make it okay for me to just go do normal things. I can't, you know, it's not me regulating that anymore. So yeah, it's extra hard to deal with and it's hard to ask things, but I mean, at least we have an easy shared context to mm-hmm. kind of dive in to that kind of a question. How are you holding up? Yeah. Because and maybe we this just is... say, what? We're checking on the virus. Everybody's doing it. It's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. I think people appreciate it, you know, even without this context. It's just something that we don't think to do very often. But people do appreciate it. And maybe this is, uh, you know, one of those silver linings in this situation where the distance and the fact that we have to put in more effort to reach out uh, will push us to be a little bit more intentional about the way that we reach out and connect with friends and family and ask them how they're doing. Yeah, I feel like it's like it feels like it's some sort of weird private question to ask. But like mm-hmm. if I'm your close friend, there's no reason I shouldn't just ask that kind of a question unless I know you specifically don't want me to. But yeah. leaving those kind of things inside, not being able to communicate them, that's not going to set anybody else up for success. Mm-hmm. So what about work community? I mean, it's, you and I have been working fairly remotely for many, many years, but a lot of people have a huge shift going on in work right now. There's brand new methods of communicating with coworkers and bosses and yeah. uh, people who I don't know how many managers listen to the college info geek podcast, but maybe, maybe some do. And they're like, how do I help my employees? I mean, I think that's something that we could talk about as well. Uh, and one, one thing that I've been thinking of is just like kind of just having to step up in terms of the organization because things are changing so much now and everyone is having to work from home. Uh, and I've been thinking like, you know, how can, how can we help each other stay on task? How can we help each other actually get things done, but still feel connected? And uh, one thing I wanted to bring up as a potential for people who are used to working together in a physical space is something that I used to do with my friend Alex. Um, so my friend Alex lived in Austin, Texas, when I was in Iowa, and we were both bloggers. So occasionally... We would get on Skype, which I don't know why, but Skype seems like it's dead now. And I feel like Skype still works just fine, but no one uses it. Everyone's on the Zoom train I still now. use it for things. Uh, but we'd get on Skype and we would just be in a call together 
not really talking, but there was kind of like a psychological change knowing that there was somebody else on the line sort of like in this virtual space with the other person getting work done. I've definitely done that with Ashley a few times. Yeah. I I don't know what it does, but it actually kind of helps. Um, I've seen Discord servers set up for this purpose. And uh, also there's a tool called Focusmate and they basically pair you up with somebody and set up a virtual voice chat room for this express purpose just to get work done. Um, I haven't tried Focusmate myself because I usually would just get on a call with people normally, but I think it I think it might actually pair you up with somebody either like anonymous or somebody else who's just a user of the service. So you don't have to have somebody specifically uh, to do it with. But if you work for a company and you're used to working together and now you're all at home, this is something that I think could help sort of foster that feeling of community, even though you are physically distanced. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing you have to do, but you know something that would could be kind of nice. Could and then probably the just like, feeling... uh, I mean, another thing to do for companies would just be give everybody more leeway and, and be more patient. Like mm. if I'm if I'm going to do something, and I know that somebody down the line needs to do something with that, somebody down the line needs to do something with that, and everybody's doing it in a brand new way. Like there needs to be a lot more padding for deadlines yeah. and a lot more understanding of like, I, I couldn't figure this thing out. So it'll take me another day that that needs to be planned for because it's probably just going to happen anyway. Yeah, exactly. I think there's going to be more lag time. People are having to get used to working from home. Um, I mean, we're doing the whole series of videos trying to help people do that, but like it, it's, it's a huge transition for a lot of people. They're dealing with family and kids. They're dealing with the internet, not working half the time. Yeah. You know, can't even like do a Zoom call with my podcast co-host without delay. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we can't do, what are we supposed to do internet. about it? We can't do anything about it. We're just. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, if we had to, and I think the Zoom call is working fine now, but uh, we could have gotten on the phone. Actually, I'm not even sure if that would work because I don't have any phone signal in my basement. So I rely on Wi-Fi calling, which uses my internet. We'd have to. So I think. Yeah, even I a phone call I wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But we just maybe we have to, deal we'd with have it. to go to the park, fifty feet from our, each other, and yell, so you can hear me in real time, and then be recording it. I mean, and have like a work. generator. Yeah, out we just have lav mics. Mm-hmm. That'll be fine. Actually, yeah. I thought it would be cool someday for us to do a podcast where we're like lav mic'd up and just like on a hike in the forest or something. Yeah. I, I really want to do that. I don't know how we do the video part of it unless um, I, I could have my drone fly behind us and do the active track thing. Yeah. Or we could like or hold fly a switch in front of us and do active track. in front of us the whole time. I mean, it's just, that would go. be tough. It would, it would be exercise okay, for sure. If it was, if it was an action cam, like a, a one X, uh, Insta 360 One X or a GoPro, that could be out on a selfie stick. That would be much easier. It's like you're saying things to me. In I fact, just... I just remembered my friend Matt has some kind of belt or like chest harness. I don't know what it is, and it has a stick that sticks out from it out in front of him, and he puts the GoPro on that, so he doesn't even need to hold it. It like just is out in vest? front of him. It's like a selfie vest. Yeah. Uh, he used huh. it for a video. I think it was the video where he quit caffeine for 30 days and he just had this sequence where he's like stumbling around his house in a stupor because he hasn't had caffeine and the camera is like following his movements and uh, he's not holding it because his hands are both in the frame. And I was like, how did he do that? Well, he told me the other day, it's some kind of selfie vest or belt or something That's that cool. just has a GoPro mounted on the end of it. Yeah, and we were thinking the other day, like, how do we do that with a face cam? Because we wanted to have, like, a segment in a video with uh, us playing video games and, like, following the faces. But I think they sell those things. And then the cheapest ones that they sell is just, like, a, it's a clip for the bill of a hat that points the GoPro in your face. Hmm. But then the problem with that is, like, the GoPro's in your face. Yeah. So how do you see what you're trying to play? You I don't just know. make it up. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, the whole point of that is, you know, uh, film yourself with a selfie fest and send it to your coworkers. 
That seems productive. That's good. I think it'll help everyone. This week's episode of our show is brought to you by our friends over at Brilliant, who've built an amazing learning platform for anybody who wants to increase their mastery in the areas of math, science, or computer science. They have a library of more than 60 super in-depth courses that cover, well, the entire math suite, actually. There are number theory courses, algebra courses, geometry courses. They have a brand new course about calculus in a nutshell that kind of simplifies calculus and makes it a little bit more applicable to everyone. And then they go kind of crazy with it. They go all the way up to differential equations, higher levels of calculus, high level statistics. There's a probability course, all kinds of math courses. There are science courses like gravitational physics. Um, There are like magnetism and light, all that kind of stuff. And then there are computer science courses. There's a course on algorithm design. There's a course on neural networks. There's one on Python programming. So if you want to learn about any of these topics, Brilliant is an excellent supplemental resource to what you may be learning in school and classrooms or through textbooks. And the reason for that is that Brilliant is built entirely on the principle of active learning. All of their courses are highly interactive. You're going to be sinking your teeth into code writing challenges, into puzzles, into dragging and dropping things. You're going to have to work with the material. Now it is bite-sized and it's laid out in a very logical order. So you're going to be learning in a very organic way. You're not going to get too stuck and the problems aren't too big, but they are going to challenge you, which is great because that means you're working actively with the material. You're actually having to use it instead of just kind of sitting back and hoping you learn through osmosis, which isn't that effective. And as a result, you learn more quickly and you stay more engaged and more interested the entire time. Additionally, because everything is built around solving problems, you are becoming a better universal problem solver while you're working through these courses. And in doing so, you become more capable at solving creative problems in either your current work or your future career. And that helps your job prospects. Now, in addition to that library of courses, Brilliant has a feature called Daily Challenges, where you get to take this concept of making problem solving a daily occurrence and a habit even further. Every day, you're going to get one new challenge in a new area that you might not have actually tried out yet or or explored yet. And you can use that to kind of bolster that daily habit. So if you want to start with Brilliant for free today, you can go over to brilliant.org slash college info geek. And with their free plan, you can get those new daily challenges every single day. And if you're one of the first 200 people to go to that URL and sign up, you're going to get 20% off their annual premium subscription, which gets you access to all those in-depth courses and the entire archive of those daily challenges. So once again, brilliant.org slash college info geek and sign up, be one of the first 200 people to get that 20% off. And big thanks to Brilliant for sponsoring this episode and being a big supporter of our show. Another big thanks goes out to our second sponsor this week, which is Skillshare. Skillshare has an awesome library of hundreds, actually thousands of classes for anyone who wants to boost their skills in the areas of marketing and video editing and graphic design, illustration, music production, all kinds of creative fields along with business and productivity. They have thousands of these classes, including a couple of classes from yours truly. I've got one class on Skillshare that covers building a productivity system, all about kind of dealing with your to-do list, your calendar, your note-taking system, how you store your digital files, your physical files, and making all these different systems work together in harmony so nothing ever slips through the clacks and you're always on top of everything. Did I say clacks, Martin? I meant cracks. Nothing ever slips through the cracks. (laughs) No, nothing will slip through the clacks or the cracks. I guarantee you that. And there's another course on building strong habits. So if you want to learn how to build a great morning routine or you have a huge goal that you don't really know how to break down, this class will teach you how to break those goals down, how to kind of break them down into concrete habits that you can practice every single day, and then how to stick to those habits over the long term. We'll talk about commitment devices. We'll talk about ways of keeping yourself accountable, tracking your progress, getting better over time. So those two classes, in my humble opinion, are worth the price of admission, which honestly is not that high. Their plans start at less than 10 bucks a month, which basically makes like a Netflix subscription that's a lot more useful to you. And of course, in addition to my two courses, there are thousands of others on the platform. There's one that I want to focus on in particular this week, which is called uh, iPhone Filmmaking, Create Cinematic Video with Your Phone, which is actually created by the guys at Moment who make really cool lenses for your iPhone. I have like this wide angle lens that can go onto my iPhone and give it like this super wide angle, which is really cool. And I've used for some skateboarding videos and some clips that have actually gone into my YouTube videos before. They have a ton of experience using 
relatively inexpensive cameras and technology to make really cool cinematic narrative stuff. So if you want to learn how to take humble materials and create really, really cool videos, that would be an excellent class to check out. And if you want to check it out for free, you actually can by being one of the first thousand people to go over to Skillshare.com slash geek and sign up. By doing so, you're going to get a two month free trial that gives you unlimited access to the entire platform. So you can take my classes. You can take this class by the moment, guys. You can take any other class you want within those two months. So once again, Skillshare.com slash geek. Be one of the first 1000 people to sign up. You're going to get a two month free trial. Big thanks as always to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode and supporting our show. And let's get back into it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the point you made about, you know, giving people more, a little bit more uh, leeway right now for figuring things out because it's a transitionary period. Uh, So I think that kind of covers like family, friends and work, which brings us over into local community. And I think that's kind of where you had wanted to focus most of this episode, right? Yeah, just because if uh, other than, you know, our work and family and friends and all those, the local community is the place where we're going to be able to do the most. So yeah, anybody feeling sad for their local businesses right now, or anybody who feels really politically engaged, but frustrated at how slow it is to get the needs of 300 million people compromised. And that's obviously that doesn't sound fast to me. So the fastest way is to get a smaller population that can do things. So the local community is, I think, the best place to try new things and improve things for people. Yeah. So I've had uh, this like constant dilemma in my head where I'm, I'm fighting between the side of me that is worried about how long this goes on to the future, whether it's like a long term recession, how much do I need to tighten my own belt and save money? Um, especially, you know, given that we, there's a team yeah. that I, is kind of relying on this business to keep going versus um, the knowledge that the local economy only functions when people are spending money. Yeah. It's kind of difficult because I'm like, I I mean, I don't want to spend it, but if I don't, they might die forever. Yeah. Like, you know, all the restaurants, Denver would suck if all the small businesses died. I would just be like, the city's dead to me when there's nothing to go to. It's just, it's just a bunch of Costco's and, yeah. Introducing Walmart climbing gym. I don't, introducing I don't Walmart know. tavern, your local down home tavern <laughs> sponsored by Amazon and Walmart. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that so, at all. Yeah, my, my biggest thing is like how do we keep local businesses open um that have been, you know, affected by this in an outsized way? Uh one thing is I am not ashamed to admit I've been ordering a lot more takeout, a lot more guilt free. I already know how much takeout you did order. So man, this, <laughs> this is uh so every meal plus a couple uh, extra a, meals meal. okay. every day. Like I said, like I said, <laughs> my morning routine has been solid. I've been waking up. I've been cooking breakfast like every morning. Um, lunch, I either skip or I make myself or it'll be leftovers. But yeah, when dinner rolls around, I'm just like, there are all these restaurants that I don't want to close. I have been working all day. I could either take an hour to make dinner which would require me to go to the grocery store sooner again, or yeah, I'll just order dinner and help to keep the restaurants open, you now, know, because we've been doing the that's same thing. The only way they're getting money right now. We've made a point to like all of our favorite local businesses. We've been trying to support at least a, a couple times so far. I think mm-hmm. we have at least a couple times, like our four or five favorite places. Cause we're trying not to go overboard, but at the same time, yeah, and then some of them are actually adapting really cleverly. Like Watercourse, you can get, uh, you can order these like grocery esque bags from them now for for like twenty five bucks. They'll give you a pound of seitan, a pound of tofu that's been um, scrambled, and then like four burger patties. And you just, it's like restaurant groceries. Like they're adapting really cleverly. That's so we've really been smart. We've been making a point to try to go with it because. If yeah. they're coming up with clever solutions to keep their people in business and their their employees working, then I want to support them. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a, I mean, if you have the means, that would be a great way to buy some of your groceries. Because, I mean, let's face it, like the one business that's not going to go out of business during this is the grocery stores. It's the only place people can go. I mean, they're probably happy. They're selling out of everything all the time. 
I don't know if they're happy. I mean, their employees are well, in, in retrospect. I think that they'll look at the numbers and go, well, that was nice at least. Maybe. Yeah. I the rest mean, of it was terrible, line, but bottom line, they're not going out of business anytime soon, but the restaurants, no one can go into the restaurants. So, yeah. and you know, I'm, I don't want us to come out of this and be like, well, you know, our grocery stores are still around, but every local restaurant that we used to love going to, they're all gone. No. And would, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm thinking about. The only way they stay open is if they get business. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's it's not too much of an expenditure. It's it's more money for sure to not cook, but it's not, you know, so much that I'm worried about uh, our own financial feasibility that I'm happy to just order and keep them keep them working. Yeah. And like as long as it's reasonable for you, it's it's fine because obviously mm-hmm. um, I would never say throw all your money into the local economy and go bankrupt that's yeah. that's a terrible idea one cannot pour from an empty cup etc but yeah and that's that's a good point to make one cannot pour from an empty cup like don't put yeah. yourself in any kind of hardship uh or at least you know undue hardship but yeah. uh i think like w- when the economy is running smoothly it runs smoothly because people are allowed to take some of their income and you know and inject it back into the economy um yeah. And this has sort of like halted our ability to do that in honestly, probably the majority of ways that we typically would. So we have to find ways to be more intentional about that when we can. Um, Another thing that I've been doing is prepaying for services that I would be using now, if not for the virus. So um, my vocal school switched to a like monthly membership thing. So instead of paying like for every single lesson, it's just like there's a, a membership that gets me X amount of lessons. Um, so I've just switched over to that. And like right mm-hmm. now I haven't had time to do lessons and it's kind of hard to do lessons with Anna in the house, like having to hear me scream. <laughs> um, oh, but I'm fair. just, I'm continuing to pay for that. I'm continuing to pay for my rock climbing gym membership because I don't want them to close. Um, and then for like the people who would come clean our house, well, they can't really safely come into people's houses right now, but we called the person who owns that business and we're like, Hey, can we buy like cleanings two months from now, three months from now, now, just so you guys don't have a immediate ca- a cash flow issue. And I mean, the extension of that would be like, can we just pay for services that we're not getting? And if you have the ability to do that, like that's probably even better. But if you're prepaying for services, and getting a discount later on, what that does is it uh, prevents these businesses from having like a cash flow crisis now that would be an existential threat of their business. And things are going to be thin for a while. But if it's if it's like reasonably thin for a while, that's survivable. Whereas if it is like all revenue is gone overnight now, well, unless the business can get a line of credit or something, it could be the end of the business. Yeah. And I've been so doing that's the exact, where my same, exact same thing. I've been, uh, I'm doing all my piano lessons over zoom now. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the same, but because I already kind of know how to work with this teacher, it's still working out. I'm still getting direction. I'm continuing all of my language lessons that I was doing. And then I even missed one. I missed one. And I couldn't go to it. And I was just like, I'm going to pay for this one anyway. And then just mm-hmm. get a second one. It's like, stuff's weird right now. I'm going to just pay everybody that helps me the same as I always would as if nothing were weird because I'm not going to go around asking each specific person, Hey, how are your finances? Are you okay? Do you need my help? No, I don't. That's not my business. They might Mm -hmm. not want to answer it. So I'm just going to pay everybody as normal. And if anybody did need the money, they'll be secretly glad that I did not stop. Yeah. Um, another thing that I am thinking of is uh, don't underestimate the adaptability and creativity of your local businesses. Um, and if there's something that you would order from a gigantic monopoly, ask yourself, like, is there is there a local place I would go to get this in normal times? And if there is, uh, look them up and see what they're doing. Like Tattered Cover Bookstore. You probably can't go in there right now, but I bet you they're shipping books out. Yeah, you can, and you probably can order, order directly online. from them. A lot of so restaurants get free shipping now. They didn't before, mm-hmm. or delivery. They would call it in that case. Yeah, 
I did notice that uh, the the delivery apps now have an option where you can just like straight up give extra money to the restaurant. It's like it's aside from wow. the tip. It's like you want to give them an extra two bucks, so they stay in business. And I'm like, yes, actually, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I won't miss that two bucks. Please don't close. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, if I'm gonna order a book, you know, maybe I could order it from a local bookstore. And who knows, maybe at this point, the shipping time would be even less. Yeah. Because like Amazon's, you know, they're not very fast with non-essential goods right now. So it's possible you'd even get it faster than normal. Yeah. And you can do what you were doing with the lessons and stuff. You can pre-order. Like I have, I pre-ordered mm-hmm. the next David Mitchell book. Um, comes out in June, but I still, they get that money now. So that's useful for them. Yeah. What, uh, what, what services have you stopped going to? Because I'm trying to think of like, like what do I do in my normal everyday life in terms of like my interactions with the local economy? I do vocal lessons. I can do those over Zoom if I need to. Um, climbing gym. Now my climbing gym is doing online like yoga, online uh, fitness training stuff. And I'm, I keep my membership active. I'm, I'm training with a different fitness coach. So I'm not taking advantage of those, but I'm at least keeping my membership active. So that is kind of covering that. Uh, ordering takeout a lot or ordering groceries from restaurants like you're doing that helps with local restaurants. I'm trying to think of like what, what other businesses do I interact with on a somewhat regular basis when I have the ability to go out into the world? I think cafes are the things that we're going to the the least because Ashley would work at oh, one. Yeah. She would work mm-hmm. at like a Starbucks or any of the other local cafes. And right now yeah, we've gone to one like twice, but I just I don't, I don't have the habit right now and it feels like more of an unnecessary risk than getting groceries, which I need yeah. a lot more than like a, a fun candy drink. I have heard that um, some cafes are doing like, like uh, what do you call it? Where you like, it's like drive up, I guess. They don't have drive throughs but you just park on the street or whatever to bring you out coffee or something. Yeah. Or they'll put it on the sidewalk and then go back in or something like that. So that might be a way to support local cafes. I'm wondering what, like, what else could you do to support a local cafe? Maybe they could do barista classes online. Some have gift cards. Okay. Um, oh, gift cards could be a thing for sure. Some of them sell other products too. I know um, uh, a couple of our local coffee shops, if not all of them, also sell bags of coffee beans or mugs and things mm-hmm. like that. Actually, that's that's a great idea. That's very similar to your idea of getting the groceries from um from watercourse like if you're gonna buy coffee buy it from a local roaster through a local coffee shop and if they can ship it to you all the better yeah because like you know i i haven't thought about that i've been just buying my coffee from the grocery store and that's fine but there's probably umpteen coffee shops that roast their own beans and sell them where i could just buy those yeah and then and then after this is all over we could just keep doing that Mm-hmm. And we would be supporting small businesses a lot more. I mean, I wanted to get a bird feeder real bad. And I'm sure I could probably get one on Amazon right now. It'd just be slow shipping. But I was also recommended an actual physical bird like store. And mm-hmm. there's one in Denver. So I'm just waiting. I, I might check to see if I can order online from them. But I see no reason to get impatient and say, I'm going to go with the guys I know are going to ship it right now. Yeah. Just because it's easier. Yeah, and... Uh... If the business you're interested in isn't straight up offering online shipping, I would I would go as far as to call them up and ask if that's something they could do. Uh, I think right now, like for a lot of people who have been, uh, you know, significantly affected by this, um, there's kind of like there's a need for hope. There's a need for like some kind of spurring action, and there may be people out there who are perfectly capable of spinning up like a shipping side of things who just haven't haven't thought of it yet like maybe or, they didn't you know, think it was been... worth it they didn't yeah. know there was a demand like, oh, yet. you know mm-hmm. they just they just see their income take a huge hit and and some people may not have thought of like oh hey maybe there's another avenue that could go down to replace some of that revenue well if there's something you want and they're not offering it like call them up be like hey can i buy this bird feeder from you can you ship it to me like throwing a pack of moist towelettes or something and disinfecting wipes like it's wipe it down just to be safe when I'm done. Yeah. Um, they might appreciate that and be like, Oh wow, there's actually still demand. Okay. 
Because I'll tell you, like, it's not like demand has completely dried up. There, people still want things; they just can't go out and get them. Well, yeah, like, the, I need a new deck umbrella. Food. The birds don't even yep. care about this whole thing. They don't even care, and I'm not feeding them right now. They, they're probably sad. Mm-hmm. They hate my house. Yeah, last year uh, there was like a particularly wet snowstorm that, and the and the umbrella was open on my deck, and it broke the umbrella, like just <laughs> broke it straight in half. <laughs> Uh, I would love a new deck umbrella, but I cannot go to Home Depot to get one. So I'm like, well, I'm, I probably should just call around or look online and see if I can order one. Like the demand for non-essential stuff is not completely dead. It's just we have to find some creative ways of getting those things that we need. And I think for the sake of the people who run those kind of businesses, it's important that we do. As long as it's yeah. not you know, putting your own financial health in jeopardy. Again, uh, your line you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. yeah it does not about. like if I run myself into the ground and then my mom calls up and is like, I lost my job because of some sort of recession. I'm going to be like, well, I'm already, uh Oh, <laughs> I, I ruined myself too fast. That's not helpful. Yeah. I think we've talked before in this show about uh, the concept of like a flywheel of, you know, getting some momentum going like, the business that we have built now has a certain amount of momentum and certain amount of systems built up to where we can generate uh, a lot more value in a short amount of time than we could five years ago. So, you know, if I would have taken like every bit of uh, cash that I had saved up five years ago and just like donated all of it and then been at zero, uh, it probably would have stunted my ability to get to this point where there is, you know, that, that, additional ability to generate value so you have to find a balance between maintaining the flywheel and allowing yourself to keep going and to keep growing but also yeah. um being able to give as like well cutting out being all self-investment may not mm-hmm. be good long term we don't know how long anything is going to last ever so yeah and I would look for ways to good. support people. I think we're going to talk about charity and charitable giving uh, soon here, but I would look for ways to support people in, in, in ways that allow them to keep working and allow them to keep generating value and building systems for themselves as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it may not be the case that every single business has the ability to adapt quickly enough in this crisis, but I think a lot, a lot of them do have avenues that they can go down. Um, so we need to be providing the support in terms of the financial support there, but also in terms of like the idea and, and communicating demand and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, what about global community? I mean, I think there's a lot we can do for the local community, but the fact that we're all connected via the internet means there's also a lot that we can do to help everyone. Hmm. Well, you know, the main thing I contribute is that I'm not tweeting things that will make people feel even worse about the situation right now. I think that's mm-hmm. the best thing I'm offering online right now, other than literally yeah. this podcast in this very moment, which I suppose is something. Um, I've also been, I've, I mean, I've already been donated to charities. Uh, I looked into a couple more. I, I wouldn't call it global necessarily, but I'm donating to the Colorado food bank now. Mm. Just, because like, and obviously I could extend that to any number of bigger charities that do similar things. Yeah. We are, um, I think by the time this goes live, we'll have already done it, but I think I mentioned it on the last episode, we're going to do a charity stream on Twitch, uh, myself and a bunch of other standard creators, and that'll be benefiting the Red Cross. Cool. That's um, a good one. Right when this crisis kicked off, there was a, an opportunity to do a sponsored tweet for curiosity stream. And, um, I had never done a sponsored tweet before, but, uh, they were like, well, we'll pay you, but also we're going to donate a thousand dollars to UNICEF. So I was like, well, yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. Um, so that was kind of an interesting way to, Hmm. to create value in a way that, you know, it took like five minutes of work. Uh, and, and on the plus side, it also let me promote Nebula, which is great. Like yeah. I would promote Nebula organically anyway. So <laughs> if I'm going to get sponsored to promote Nebula, I will always take that. Um, but there are a lot of great organizations out there that are doing a lot of good work. I know the, uh, the Gates Foundation has a specific COVID-19 charity where they're putting funds towards 
um, not only accelerating vaccination research, but also accelerating research into, uh, I don't know what they call them, like um, not, not like a vaccine or a cure, but just like treatments to help with the symptoms and to hopefully yeah. lower the severity of them. Um, so those are useful to have. And then it's also useful to donate to things like the food bank. You know, it, and I think it's it's good to sort of widen the view here because while there are organizations that certainly need funding for specific and direct medical costs and needs, um, supplies, ventilators, masks, all that kind of stuff, the entire economy has been affected by this. So to your point, like the food bank could use donations uh, because yeah, there's mean, probably people a, in rough situations. I saw situations. a video of like lunch ladies prepping lunches for kids that they normally rely on free lunch and yeah i got mm-hmm. got a little emotional i grew up on wick you know so i'm just like there are some kids that can't go to school and eat their food right now I, and and i don't want anyone to feel like that so then i thought the food bank it's just it was a moment of inspiration it's people are going to lose people are losing their jobs they're on doing all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. they yeah it's obviously going hungry right now doesn't help anyone in the community keep the community healthier it's something that that people don't think about very often, but for a lot of kids, like going to school and getting that hot lunch in the middle of the day is uh, sometimes the majority of what they eat. Yeah. It's it's a huge deal. And then suddenly they can't go to school. So you've got people out here still volunteering to make the food for them. And then I was just like, and then, and like the homeless population, anybody who needs food that doesn't get it is not only like obviously that's a bad situation i'd like to fix but it becomes an increased community risk as well if you've got a bunch of people out here that can't take care of themselves they're more likely to get sick they're more likely to get desperate and do things that go against guidelines and Mm -hmm. we're more likely to suffer as a whole yeah a couple other things that i can think of here and i guess i'll say this before i move on um in the youtube version of this podcast there's a comment section that's often pretty active so if you have suggestions for organizations that people could donate to or other resources where we could learn how to help local communities and also greater communities at large, um, feel free to start discussions down there in the YouTube comments. I mean, also Twitter is a place we can go to. There's all kinds of places that we can connect, but that's kind of, I would say, the main discussion hub for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so even if you're an audio listener, the College of a Geek podcast on YouTube is where a lot of the comments happen. Um, it's kind of interesting because like the, the audio feed is the the biggest feed by far. Yeah. It's probably 10 to 15 times the amount of downloads as the YouTube videos. Um, but the YouTube videos are where all of the interaction happens. You will get the occasional email, but it's like the, because a podcast goes to your phone on some app, there's really no built-in community aspect. Well, and you're it. like probably driving while you listen to mm-hmm. it or something. You know, you're not going to pull over to the side of the road and write a new comment and you better not do it while you're driving. So you just won't leave a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't comment on our podcast while driving <laughs> <laughs> five stars. I've seen podcasts, uh, about to do crash. like subreddits. Uh, I don't think we've been that serious about using our subreddit as a discussion for the podcast, but it exists on YouTube. So that'd be a place to go. Yeah. Uh, big thing for me is, um, just practicing empathy right now. People are going through tough times um, and that often leads to emotional outbursts. It leads to, you know, people will have times where they they don't have it all together. They're going to be sad. They're going to get angry sometimes. And um, it can be really easy to, to kind of like feel like they're, I don't know, immature or something. But a lot of times people are just dealing with, with hardships they haven't had to deal with before and if we can approach our response with empathy, then uh, we're all going to be better off. Yeah. And, and then you've got enough people that are like, maybe they got some of their self-image wrapped up in pride and self-sufficiency. So they hate needing help. They hate asking for help. So they might lash out when offered help. They may not be used to it. And, and that's like, maybe it would just take a couple more nudges to get them to just kind of accept it. I mean, I don't, I don't like accepting help most of the time either. I have that mm-hmm. trait. And then um, also if you're that kind of person, maybe take note of whether that's helpful right now, because th- our pride right now should be in whether our communities get through it more so than I was so tough that I was doing fine. It's, it's not, 
I mean, obviously some people yeah. are going to emerge fine. That's not that interesting right now. We should be more mm-hmm. willing to open up and accept or offer help. Yeah. And, and if somebody has that issue, if you know they do feel a certain amount of pride in their ability to provide for themselves, which I totally understand and very much empathize with, yeah, um, would feel the same way myself. Uh, you know, it'd be good to just like talk to them about the fact that, you know, again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So everyone at some point needs help. We are all in debt to each other. We all need each other to survive. You know, if you did not have other people, as much as we love to say, like, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, which is an ironic statement in the first place. Yeah. As much as we love to say that, as, as much as we love to say, I'm walking on air because I'm pulling up on these bootstraps, which makes zero sense. Nobody is an island. Nobody could do what they do without the contributions of thousands and thousands and probably millions of you know unseen people. The reason you're able to do what you do is because we have all these beautiful networks of uh, in, of infrastructure. We have roads. We have uh, supply lines that keep you fed. We have you know heating and cooling and shelter and all these things that people contribute to. And like my ability to make a cool video that people are impressed by is entirely dependent on like the zillions of people who keep the electrical grid running and the people who keep like the heating running and the internet running and like all that. Yeah. I couldn't do it without, without those people. Oh, I'd be real mad they, without heating and cooling right now stuck in the house. Yeah. So like imagine some guy who's like, they work at the, uh, they work at the power plant and for whatever reason, their position um, was deemed non-essential enough to where they had to be sent home because of this crisis. What's the difference between me and him? Well, he's in a job that got affected by this out of his control, out of all of our control. I'm in a job that didn't get affected by that. So does that mean that I'm somehow a better provider than that person? No, it means like the die was cast by fate and the universal forces with which we have no control. And, you know, some people were affected by it in a negative way and some people not so much. Yeah. There shouldn't be pride there. There should be just empathy, right? Like we are all in this together and the people who aren't as affected by it right now should be trying to help the people who are. And and then on the flip side, the people who are affected by it should realize like it's not your fault. There are things you can do, of course, to mitigate and to innovate and to work through it, but it's not your fault. This is like something that's completely out of all of our control. Uh, all you can really do is know that next time when, when the die, when the dice are cast and, and you are the one on top, do the same thing for whoever yeah. wasn't just, just pay it back later. And I mean, this is like, I try to do this always because that's, I try to think on this level, but I will, t- I tip well at every restaurant I tip at every cafe I go to, even when I don't need to. And I know that I could just get away with not tipping because they just added it to the receipt. I just be like, yeah, but these people are keeping me going. And if I make enough, then they're part of the reason I'm creating value, which means I think that they deserve some of that value. I think that they, they should be, they should be able to live well because without them, I wouldn't at all, regardless of how fancy or skilled anything I do might look, it doesn't, doesn't matter without the other people helping me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, just try to keep that empathetic point of view here and, and use it actively in your interactions with people. Um, the last thing I want to talk about here, and I, I don't know how far I can even go into it, but um, it, my observation of this crisis is that certain people are taking advantage of it to spread misinformation. Yay. Uh, there certainly are agendas behind the spread of misinformation and this is happening on all sides, all different sides, the political spectrum, the ideological spectrum. So this is not uh, an attempt to single out any particular group, but uh, as, as Rahm Emanuel said, and I'm sure other people have said like never waste a good crisis. And there are certainly people with, with agendas who are not wasting their crisis moment here. Um, So this is a tough one to get into because it's like, you know, how do you provide specific steps that other people are not going to vehemently disagree with? But um, 
be careful with the information that's being put out there. Be careful with the information that you are deciding to amplify and retweet and share. Um, use good judgment with how you evaluate your sources. Yeah. And then are never, they backed up? Never stop. Never. Yeah. Never stop. Exactly. You know, constant vigilance, but you know, evaluate the sources of information. If you see a claim being made, ask yourself, well, what is the source of this claim? What is, uh, you know, is this a verifiable source? What is, what is the um, sample size of a study, say, if it's a study? Um, who funded the study? Yeah. Uh, what, is, what, what is the person who is initially spreading this message? What do they stand to gain from spreading this message? Yeah. Or is, anyone connected to them. Well, yeah, or is, is somebody connected to them standing to gain from this? Are they bankrolled or are they supported by another organization that would stand to gain from this? Uh, again, this is tough water to navigate it's very hard to be like don't amplify these sources amplify these sources because yeah, everyone's got literal take, steps right? to know what the facts are it's a different in every situation yeah we're in a pretty neutral niche here like productivity is a pretty neutral niche like uh, oh big evernote is over here <laughs> telling people to take bullet list notes and i could have just took them with dashes and emacs Thomas yeah, Frank's it's, a fake. Uh, it's not that controversial to be. The moment you start spreading messages about health, about money, about who is in power and leadership, about any of those kind of things, things get very, very contentious very, very quickly. Um, all sorts of people will come out of the woodwork to tell you how you're wrong and a bad person. So all I can say here is be vigilant, evaluate your sources, um, ask yourself the critical questions. Who stands to benefit from this message? Does that matter? How much does it matter? Things like that. Uh, the main thing is when you, when you see an inflammatory message, when you see something that evokes an emotional reaction from you, ask yourself, should I act upon that emotional reaction? Or should I step back, think about it, wait to react publicly, decide if I even should? Uh, and if I should, how should I do it? Because yeah, I would say like, in most cases, your initial uh, fired up emotional reaction is probably not the best one to be putting out into the world. Um, not always the case. That's the one someone would yeah. want to bait anyway. If they were putting something out there to try to get attention, what they want to appeal to is your emotions because it'll bypass your logic and you will make yeah. more judgment in assuming mm -hmm. whether they're credible. And obviously some of the stuff is true. There is a truth out there. Just be cautious before you decide which it is, or you might get duped by your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the main thing. Just don't don't get duped by your own emotions. <laughs> so I think that'll probably do it for now, unless you had anything else. I mean, everything about. else that I would say to help a community, we can't do right now. Uh, you know, stay at home as much as possible and take <laughs> take this seriously. That's that's helping the community. Um, it's true. Stay at home, wash your hands. Every Everything else that I could say, maybe that could be another episode someday in the future. <laughs> it would be something that regard, it's, you go out there and do stuff. That was my original plan. And then we got stay at home orders. And I was like, well, now this episode needs to change because <laughs> we can't do these things right now. It's a bad idea. Yeah. No, I can't go out and do stuff. Dang it. Yeah. All right. Well, what you can do is go over to cigpodcast.com slash 293 to get the show notes for this episode. Um, the main thing we're going to link to is probably the YouTube version, just in case people put stuff in the comments. But uh, I know there's a couple of different organizations we had mentioned. There are many more out there, so yeah. don't take ours as like a ranking of everything. Charity Navigator is a pretty dope place to look if you're looking. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Charity Navigator. I think um, there's another one that's like uh, effective altruism. I think they like they kind yeah. of rank charities. Yeah, like there are places that make sure it's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's even like charity is another one of those things where people love to get very very contentious. Like, oh, did you know that even this this ranking website has a bunch of biases? I don't even know. I'm sure I don't every, know, every human alive does. You got to just kind of pick which gambles you're going to take and then take them. Mm -hmm. um, I am confident that the organizations I donate to are doing good in the world. Are they doing the most good? Well, that is a discussion that quickly turns into like Greek philosophy in many cases. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
what is utilitarianism? At that yeah. point, it kind of ruins it's a speck everything. in the eye of a billion people worth the torture of a man for a million years. No, I don't know. No matter what one person does that's good, you could always just say, yeah, but they could have done better. It's just never helpful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh, CIGpodcast.com, no trailing slash, no trailing numbers. If you want to get the regular hub page for this podcast, where you'll find ways to subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Smoke Signals, the ethereal, philotic chords of the universe, which always are tugging at your heartstrings, especially when you're connected to our show. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know, but I think <laughs> it must be it's true. going somewhere. It's going somewhere poetic. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, there is a rating and review system, so you can leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoy this show. Otherwise, I mean, criticism is always welcomed. But uh, yeah, I'll just leave that at that. Uh, collegeinfogeek.com is where you can find lots of cool new articles. Otherwise, you are Yo Martholomew on Instagram, and I'm Tom Frankly. You can connect with us there, or at least look at pretty pictures. And those exact same usernames apply to Twitter as well, or at least... I'm I'm a little more interactive on Twitter. I'm not sure how much tweeting you do. I maybe some more Animal Crossing related I mean, tweets. Right I, lately. I really only tweet to other. I respond to things. I don't really tweet my mm. own things because I don't think my thoughts are that important for Twitter. Which is ironic because I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> my thoughts aren't important but I, for Twitter. I, I fell into this job on accident. Like, what are you? What are you going to do? It's true. It was it was me being like, hey, Martin, I want to do a podcast where I play a video game in the background because it'll be fun. Do you want to play it with me? And yeah, that's this, how that this started. Just, this just happened. There's there's not a lot of cognitive dissonance there. <laughs> I can't accidentally go tweet a bunch of opinions that I think are smart. That's not... I'd, I'd have you to being on to this podcast that. was like the proverbial uh, frog in boiling water. Like yeah. I think if I would have asked you five years ago, hey, Martin, do you want to be like in a YouTube video with me? that 200,000 people are going to watch. Yeah, you like, you no? want to do productivity stuff online? And I'd probably be <laughs> like, I don't, eh, but here I am. But do you want to steal that dope ass crown? I'll well, always, every time. In that time. case, I don't even remember which episode that's is. It's like, that's a 20s. very, very old, very, very old, old episode. <laughs> Those were the days. All right. Uh, so going to do it for this episode, I think. So thank you for hanging out with us as always. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>